Welcome to Band Geek. I am Richie Castellano. Joining me today is my lovely uh, right hand, left hand man, <laughs> Andy Ascalise of the drums. Hey. And the man of a thousand songs, uh, the, the, the jukebox with no off button, Vin in the Sente. <laughs> See, everybody gets insulted and loved at the same time here. Uh, and the man to my right here, the other uh, endless source of sound, <laughs> on bass and guitar, one of my favorite musicians, Andy Graziano. And we are very, very, very lucky to have lucky. our special guest today. Uh, this is a singer that I was uh, told about from my friends who live on the island. Now, I was I was under the impression that we lived on the island, but we don't live on the island. We live on Staten Island, which is supposedly an imposter island. If you ask someone who lives on Long Island, Long Island. So um, our our buddies Jules Rodino and Danny Miranda told me if you want a guy to sing rock, we've got the best guy around, and that is Mike Torelli. So I I looked up. Mike Torelli, I looked up you. I'm sorry, I'm talking about you in the third person and you're standing in front of me. I looked up you on, on YouTube and I saw a lot of live clips. Uh, but what I, and it's, it's so hard to watch a live clip because it's someone's phone. You know what I mean? It's always like, uh, I can't really tell. But even through the phone recording, I'm like, holy crap, this guy sounds like whoever he's trying to sound like, you know, which is, and. Man of a thousand voices. But the voices you do are very hard to do, like Dio. You you do a spot on Dio. Is is Dio one of your favorite singers or just something you like to just do for fun? Dio is one of my first favorite singers. Really? Yes. Uh, you, actually, I got turned on by Dio from... Uh, can you turn me up just a little, my Sure, ears? sure. Just a little. Gotcha. There you go. Dio, actually, I was turned on from uh, when I heard the Heaven and Hell record first. Mm-hmm. Really turning it, you know, onto Dio. Um, also, obviously, his solo stuff. Really, you know, that's when I said, "Whoa, this is this guy's voice is just incredible." My favorite. You know? Oh yeah. Then when he passed, that was a sad thing, obviously. And uh, he uh, he actually had the same cancer I did. I had uh, stomach cancer ten yeah. years ago. Oh, wow. Gosh. And I survived. No kidding. He didn't. And. Uh, we got a lot of things in common. <laughs> well, um, if you don't mind me asking, what is that? Does does that change the way you have to perform? Do you have to be mindful of certain things because of the fact that you were sick? Um, in the beginning, yeah, <clears throat> but then you know I, I learned to work around it, and you no, know, and it never had a problem. I, I when I was sick, I didn't even think about my voice. You know, never coming back or mm. n- never being able to sing. Um, that wasn't even a question in my mind. I was just worried about getting better, but. Yeah. When I came back, I was so thankful that I was able to sing again. It was actually as good or better, you know. So, wow. I mean, that I I can't imagine that, but you know, that's amazing that you you you're better now and you went through that. Like, awesome, dude. Yeah, we never we never we never have to talk about anything serious on this show. But <laughs> yeah. This is like I, new I for us. I brought everybody down. <laughs> no, Let's no. bring everybody up. No, man. it's amazing. It's amazing that you, that you fought it, man. Yeah, and they took um, my. Stomach out completely. It's a full gastrectomy, as they call it. Wow. That's why I'm so thin. <laughs> I was always pretty thin as it was, and but so yeah. Wow. So Dio's your, your first, your first guy from Heaven and Hell. Who else, you know, growing up were your influences? Uh, I always used to listen to just like Andy here, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, and um, 
Barry Manilow. <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. If you, th- <laughs> I see the wheels turning. <laughs> it's like I'm crossing my arms. I'm not playing anything. V- Vinny knows of two, two mo- an embarrassing right, let's, amounts let's of Barry Manilow. Do you material. really? Let's sing one. Time in New England. <laughs> <laughs> Man of what do you call him? A man of what? Man of a, of a million songs. A million songs. The jukebox. I was, say, was the insult that or only a thousand? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Only a thousand. Nobody leaves here unscathed, dude. You have to. You have to realize that. Come he only on. knows a thousand songs. Um. So. So you like Barry Manilow and, and oh, you, you know, like... I used to listen to it because that's the only thing I had to listen to. Right. You know, somebody bought me the, the recording, the record, and then Kiss and stuff like that, but. Mainly when I really wanted to sing, you know, Dio's tone and power, you know, uh, kind of attract me, attracted me to what I wanted to sound like, you know, the soul that he had. And Coverdale is one of my right. favorite when he, when he was a real great singer. The, you know, I, whenever I meet singers that I am very jealous of, you know, like you or like Mark Martell, you know, I always ask them a lot of questions because – to me, it's like being born with a superpower, you know, being able to hit Bs and Cs. Like, to me, that's like, you know, the, the, the thing, like, if if, uh, if the genie, if I found the genie in the bottle, it's like, you know, what do you want? I want to be able to hit Cs and Bs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, when did you, like, discover that you had this great power? Well, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would think I was, like, I don't know, 15, 16. Wow. We had bands in school, and I was... You know, uh, very into athletics when I was young, and I never really had the the image. You know, and uh, friends in, had bands, and I'd go down. I would sing uh, Judas Priest, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd hit all those notes and be like, I, "You know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing." So you just, so you like were innately able to get up there, exactly. Yeah, because I know like some people they say, "Okay, I I had you know I was able to get up to a G, and then I eventually got up to an A, and then it, like, but you just like opened your mouth and that happened, pretty much." But I wow. think. Kind of, well, not right away. I, mean, um, I definitely work hard, you know, at, at singing, yeah. and knowing, you know. But in the beginning, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just hitting notes and, you know. But um, I contribute that to, as a rock singer, a lot of times back in the day, especially, you could never really hear yourself, right? Mm. So you develop that compression, you know, that <clears throat> Dio compression, Sammy Hagar, Coverdale. They had that power in it. And it it's compression that comes from down here. And always trying to sing over the music. So it's always like, yeah, you know. So I think that's great for your voice as far as strengthening, you know what I mean? I always say if you can't hit that note, kind of keep pushing for it, you know. I never knock on wood. It's not wood. <laughs> Sounds like it hurts sometimes. It, so like it, borderline, but, but you know I mean, how to control it. I, I've always been pretty fortunate never to have uh, any problem. My voice seems okay. You've got to take care of yourself, you know? There's a question I want to ask you, and I talk to a lot of singers, and I I talk about this, um, and I'm going to tell you how it happened with me, and then you can tell me if it was similar for you. I think when you first start singing, you you believe that the sound that comes out of your mouth is the sound of your voice, and that's it. Hmm. Like, oh, I sound like this, which is basically a, um, a pitched version of your speaking voice, right? And then... And I sang like that for years, and it wasn't until I started doing like stupid impersonations, like miming people, like just things that were silly, you know. Um, and 
<laughs> All right, Vinny. Your favorite. <laughs> yeah. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. I was raised here in this living hell. So, like, I was doing Michael McDonald because I thought his voice was funny. And then as I tried to do it, I realized, oh, no, he's good and I suck. Right? So that's, that's, that's what I realized. And, but then, like, as I worked at it, I was able to, like, eventually do a respectable one. And then I said, wait a minute. I if, can sound like this. Yeah, if I could sing like Michael McDonald, why would I bother singing like me? <laughs> so, but, then, but then, like, you know. Oh, well, there's a vibrato there. Then you hear all no, or just even like a rasp in your voice. Like when me and Andy, were record, we recorded an album together called Two Part Invention. Mm-hmm. And I would be doing the vocals and Andy would be like, you know what? You got to sing this like Neil Diamond. And he would say, sing that note like Neil Diamond. Okay, sing that note like Michael McDonald. And what he was actually doing, just like on a keyboard or on a guitar where I'm going for like a different articulation where, you know, I can play like this or, you know, I make it sound a little different. He was directing me or producing me with the voice. Say, no, no, do that the way Neil, Neil Diamond would do it. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, now my question is, I just talked about myself the last five minutes, but my question to you is, did, um, when did you, did you just like sing and, oh, it sounds like Dio, or did you like, let's do it you a bunch what? of times. Now that I remember, I think I was singing Ozzy first. <laughs> really? I used to, yeah, I think I was doing like uh, Black Sabbath stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do Dio, I can sound like Dio more than Ozzy, but... But that's, I think, where I started from, you know? And uh, But I, would I sing on the bus or something, and we're like, wow, that's kind of cool. <laughs> then I would do a siren on the bus I would, with my voice. <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> pull over. <laughs> right now, I don't want to. I used to make the, the bus pull over or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, you know? So you just have... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy! I used to do like, shit, uh, weird shit awesome. like that. Who's the? Uh, it's like uh, Michael, Michael Winslow. Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Winslow I, I, level I heard goodness. a rumor about you that you can beatbox too. Oh yeah, yeah. But I usually do. I was doing that before. You really couldn't hear me. I'm always going. <laughs> <laughs> do you play drums at all? <laughs> yeah, in my mouth. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah. How okay, you, who so told you that? what? Who told you that? Uh, Danny told me you beatbox. Because last night we were playing, uh, me and Danny, yeah. and I was doing it. He keeps looking at me, but I didn't know that he noticed it, so he must have said something. Obviously, <laughs> he said you're good at it. So I was giving Bobby Rondinelli some lessons. Oh yeah. <laughs> the so there's, I think what you're talking about is a different phenomenon. Like um, when I when I would teach kids, right, like vocal students, like. Six-year-old girls can sing like Beyonce already, because no, because it's like it's all they've heard. They know what they want. So when they're so the the second they open their mouth to sing, it just sounds like you know Ariana Grande or Beyonce because it's like no, this is what they listen to. So for them, it's not like heard it modeled. Yeah, it's like no, this is this is what singing is. So would you say it was like just from listening to Ozzy? It was like no, this is what it's supposed to sound like, and and you just created that. that. Yeah. So when you heard, so obviously the first. You know, iteration of Black Sabbath was with Ozzy, right? And then we moved to Dio. So when you heard Dio, was it just like, oh, I guess I have to sing it like this now, or did, or did you just was it conscious, or did you just like open your mouth and Dio came out? I was just like when I put the Heaven and Hell record on, yeah. I remember like getting chills and going, just staring I'm like holy shit. <laughs> and then 
just came out, I guess, you know? Wow. Just, and then, then all the Dio, the uh, solo Dio stuff, and it just was good for my voice. So so I think, and like, I'm just really fascinated by this. I, so for a guy with your talent, I think it's a combination of the the command of the voice and that, like, kind of mimics ear. You know what I mean? That you can hear, like, what is, especially what be, when you did that siren, even though that was, a, like, a joke, but you analyzed what the siren was and you were able to make it. Like, we did this thing in, in school. We had a class called, um, I think it was timbre synthesis and it's a basically it was like a computer class about recreating real sounds in the digital realm and they said and they my teacher told everybody uh with your mouth let's try it let's go around the room and try it make the sound of velcro ripping open right so if you want if you want to hear it here we go here here is velcro ripping open ready Okay. That sounds like a bra or something you open like the back of a bra. Okay, or that. The Velcro. <laughs> so how would you do that sound? Good, good. Try it with your mouth. I don't know. Okay. How about you? Yeah, more like that. Huh? What about you? So I would go. That's how I would do it. How would you do it? Yeah, so so it's like he, hearing it, identifying it, and moving like your instrument, yeah. your your whole face to make that. Like that's just fascinating to me, and I think that he was teaching us about like okay, what you have to listen for is well, there's a noise component, there's a pitch component, there's the actual you know, there's all these little things to think about, and I think for that's great for timbre synthesis, but it's also cool for when you're trying to sound like something. Now here's another question. Now I know you're in several original projects. Can you plug those really quick? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Actually, a band called Holy Mother that I was in uh, in the 90s. Randy Coven was the bass player. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are familiar. You know Randy Coven, he passed. But I'm actually doing a new album with those guys. And um, I'm in a band called Messiah's Kiss, who are based out of Germany. On uh, We're on, um, we're on uh, Massacre Records now. We're on, um, what label are we on? Steam Hammer for a while. Uh then I have my new band, Rising Five. Uh, that's so we put it out ourselves. <clears throat> we just actually, you know, released it a couple of months ago. You're a busy and, guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm in a wedding band too. Yeah. You guys I know thought, anything I about that? We weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. The other guy's a good man. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how about this? Raise your hand. We'll do it the same time if you played a wedding. Under the count of three. One, two, three. Okay. <laughs> Good. So I got to plug them. I got to <laughs> let everybody. I'm in a wedding band called Entourage. Entourage. Nice. I, yeah. I mean, we we all play weddings. I mean, look, the thing is, for musicians and local gigs, that's pretty much like the as good as it gets. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and also you get to have a shrimp cocktail, which you know, it's like, <laughs> you get to feel fancy for yeah. a few hours. Um, my uncle would do my. Uncle and my dad had a wedding band, and you could tell what it was in the cocktail hour by looking on his shirt right before the <laughs> and the white shirt. I was like, okay, I see they have shrimp cocktail. Uh, what they have? Those are egg rolls. Okay, you got a little bit of that over there. And uh, <laughs> so, you, you get me. So you said your uncle and your father. I'm thinking of that one, the one gig that you told me about. I can't even bring it up, but it's. So uh, why, would you, why would you even talk about it? Then? It involves a bathroom. You always do that. <laughs> there's, there's some Very unhappy party goers. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in rare form today, dude. <laughs> For, for those of you who know the behind the scenes about Band Geek, we, we record the music first so we can relax and have a nice conversation. 
And Andy, Andy was in rare form today. <laughs> oh, so we should talk about that real quick. We did, um, we did two songs with this episode. The two songs are, and uh, we'll either put it in here or, or put links somewhere. Uh, we did Children of the Sea, which is probably my favorite Black Sabbath song. It's, song. You know what it is? I, I saw them at Jones Beach, Heaven and Hell, hmm. right? And it was like, sometimes when it's like a really cool night at Jones Beach, you feel the wind come off the water. And I felt that. And it goes, Perfect. in the mist. I'm like, oh my God. I had like chills all over my whole body. And Dio's just like singing to me. It. Yeah, it, it was like a total like, you know. You, you it, were in the Misty Mountain. I was in it. It was just like an immersive experience. The whole thing. Sensory overload. It, yeah, it was like a total, you know, like I, like I was just wrapped in the music. And like moments like that are awesome. And ever since like seeing that, I said, no, this is my favorite Sabbath tune. Like that's it. It's, and I'm just, when you picked that, I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you thank I know. You said that to me right away. You're like, oh, that's right. I love that song. Like, yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. And the other song you picked is a song I've been dying to do on the show, but I don't know anybody who could sing it. Is yeah. uh, is Here I Go Again by White Snake? And thank you so much for doing that because yeah, that yeah. Thank you. I got to learn that annoying solo. Um, so, oh, here, a little PSA. Uh, that lick that nobody can play in that solo. It's threes. Okay, it's a little little uh, little music education. Yeah, I'll move this. Here we go. It's. And now slowly. Uh, <laughs> Where is that? It's oh, it's like it's like. <laughs> threes. That's exactly how it goes, you know. So. Well, they're triplets, so they're in threes. It's like stuttered triplets or whatever. It's like. A... That's how you know. But uh, when you did that, I was like, yes. Here I go again. And I was like, oh, crap, there's that solo I can't play in this song. <laughs> so like, I've been the last two days, I've been just sitting here with the metronome, and I hope I did it good in the, in the, in the video. I haven't, we haven't reviewed it or anything, so <laughs> I think it's okay. Let me give a little plug to Richie, too. He keeps saying that he can't sing. He sent me some songs of his original stuff I was blown away by. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, really, your voice is great. Don't believe anything he says. He can sing great. No, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat what I said before. I, I'm a tenor. I could sing high for about 10 or 11 minutes. <laughs> That deserves that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so when you're singing your original material, right, now that you have all of this, all these voices in your back pocket, right, how do you sound like you on the original material? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny, though? I'm in three original bands. Right. <clears throat> Some of the uh, – my new band, Rising Five. Mm-hmm. Um. I write half the songs or whatever, and my bass player, Wayne Banks, who's played with a bunch of huge acts as well, even the Bee Gees, he played with Robin Gibb yeah. for 10 years, whatever. He sends me songs that's very punkish. Okay. He, and he sings them an octave lower. Oh, boy. But <laughs> you got to hear him. And then I make it, you know, and then I sing it pretty much an octave higher. And I try to find my own voice. I'm not gonna, I don't want to sound like Dio or Coverdale or, right. or whoever, you know. It's just trying to sing whatever I feel that song should sound like, really. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I definitely feel like I have my own yeah. tone when I sing my original stuff. No, that's, I mean, that's important. It's like, um, you know, it's, I keep going back to that thing, and it's like the blend. You, it's so, and even guitar players, like, 
you know, if a guitar player plays like, it's like you're Eric Clapton. Like that's, but everybody plays that. You know what I mean? You know, everybody goes, you know, everybody plays Jimmy Page. Everybody plays all these licks, but with like your, your combination of those sort of things is, is your identity. So I guess you have all that. Here's, here's a weird question. What's, what's like the, out of all the things that you could do with your voice, what is the most surprising voice that you think you could nail? Like, what's the what's the thing that no one would would expect from you? And I'm putting it on the spot right now. <laughs> you know what I? Like, if, if, okay, you say you're in a wedding band, so in a wedding oh, band, okay, we all okay. have to, we all have to do songs that Sometime, uh, that we that we wouldn't sing normally. Let me see. We got like a cannibal corpse voice some... or something <laughs> like this. <that. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Eddie. <laughs> say what? Uh, Adam Levine once in a while. <laughs> so once was... in a while, I was so high I did not recognize fire in my mind. Whispered goodbye. She got on the plane, never to return again. Always in my heart. guys know that we I don't, we don't actually not really know anything <laughs> actually we don't know any <laughs> following him <laughs> i haven't sang that song in a very long time but anyway that was oh, good yeah, some of the uh, uh rascal flats nice. stuff like that my wish there you, know. you go i like that song me and andy like rod stewart oh yeah <laughs> have a toe be flat be flat that's the original i think what he did To be with you by Mr. Big. <laughs> oh, I, I never did, but I, that voice—I love that guy. You, you never you really have sing a little bit of that, like. Uh, Hold on, baby girl. 
I'm not gonna put you on the spot if you don't know it, but uh, I don't. But you know what? I think I can. That's like my voice. I think that's right in your wheelhouse. I think. I think. I need a coach. You want to come around? I think that's gonna be the next viral video for you if you could sing that because because. Even in your rod, I heard. In your rod, I heard a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we can't help it on this show. We just go right in the gutter every time. Uh, you know. We, speaking of right in the gutter, if you'd like to support Band Geek, please use our Amazon link for buying your uh, various, um, you know, marital aids or whatever you're into, uh, self personal lubricants or um, whatever products you you want to buy uh, privately. Uh, go to riotcast.com/bandgeek and use the Amazon banner at the top of the page. Uh, if you just like us and don't really care to shop on Amazon, you can go to richiecastellano.com slash tip jar and it's a PayPal form and you know you can say hey guys I like what you're doing please keep doing it and uh, you know uh, buy some more pizza or uh, then uh, the other thing we have is we have merch and you can go to richiecastellano.com slash store and we have t-shirts and we have uh, posters mugs uh, signed posters CDs all that sort of good stuff so if you support the show we love you for it so thank you everybody that was the, the least smooth uh, segue I've ever done on the show. Anyway, so the uh, okay, so we have your Rod Stewart. I want you to do. Uh, I want you to do a video of uh, Mr. Big, and it'll go viral because I think I think you would kill that. I just wanted to sing that. But I never you know the chorus? Just never, what? You know the chorus? Do I know it? Yeah. I'm the one. We we can't put him on a spot like this. I'm the one. Yeah, just in case. Hold on, little girl. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Show me what. Yeah, I could definitely. <laughs> so no, that's right there. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I, I love that. Work that out in the car later. <laughs> Next so when uh, okay um, what's what's the song you have that you had to sing at like a wedding? Say right. That is just like that. I screwed up totally. <laughs> <laughs> God, because I, ha- I have is? some. The wedding thing, we never rehearse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just show up. Best you know, here's like, the new right. songs that we got to do. And yeah, and then all of a sudden you look back. And you want to go over, and then all of a sudden we go to go over. Yep, here they come. They're yep. coming in the room. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, ner- I'm more nervous doing that than playing in front of uh, hold your nose and jump in Bakken in Germany or something. Yep. You know, in front of eighty thousand people. I'm more. I'm like reading the chart, reading the uh, vocal, uh, all the uh, lyrics, and it, like, you oh. know what? It, it is more nerve wracking because the the yeah. audi- the rock audience quiet. in, in Walken is like they're they're there to have a good time. If you screw up, it's like. It goes right past oh, them, God. but you have a videographer on you, and and some it's some woman's going to watch that performance of it right. a thousand times. All right, you want to hear something funny? <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was a uh, one of the a parent dance or something, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember what song it was, but the guitar player did not play it where I can recognize the oh, part. Yeah. It was a girl player, not anything against her, but she played like the the offset part or something. It wasn't the the. Uh, and I'm like, I look back. I'm like, I don't even, I don't remember this song. <laughs> and they're out dancing, and and the lyric was there, and, and uh, the girl, in my band, Rashid, is like, I go, <laughs> she goes to my ear. She goes, can you just sing something? I go, and I made, it was the funniest thing. I made up a melody <laughs> over it, just like singing my own melody with oh, the no. lyrics. And she thought I knew the song. I said that wasn't even the song. I made up my own song. I go, she goes, it sounded good. She goes, I'm gonna have to get the oh, videographer. No. And edit that out because oh my God. yeah, I was like I didn't understand. I didn't know what the f- I mean, oh man, scary I have, man. This is yeah. this is what I have to go through. Like, okay, so if you guys don't know what like a typical like New York New Jersey wedding band works, here's how it works. 
if if you, if it's a big band that has a bunch of singers in it, there's the black girl singer, right? Mm-hmm. There's usually the black guy singer, right? Yep. Uh, so you have the, the girl. She's gonna do all your Whitney Houston. She's gonna do your Rihanna. She's gonna do all that you know. Stuff. Even if there's like a uh, you know bang bang or yeah, um, yeah, yeah. or or any like kind of like rappy sort of stuff, that's her. The guy is gonna do um, you know Michael Jackson. Stevie. He's yeah Stevie Wonder. He's gonna do all that stuff. Bruno Mars. If Bruno he's, Mars. He's really good right. At it. <laughs> this is just the way. This is not being racist. This is just the way it is. Um, and then there's usually two white guy mm. singers, right? Mm. One white guy is somebody's uncle who just sings Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, that. That's call it. him Vinny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know it's Anthony. Yeah. Un- uncle Anthony comes out and he sings Frank Sinatra and he croons. Right, that's all he does. And then it's then you have the rock guy, right? Mm-hmm. Which is you're there to just sing "Don't Stop Believing," and if they want a Bruce Springsteen song or bon or a Bon Jovi song, right? Or or if you're in a cool wedding band that does "Sweet Child of Mine," right? That's that's what that's what you're there to do. Or like you know the groom's uncle really likes Led Zeppelin. Can you do like you know? Um, one and a half minutes of rock and roll before the bride gets pissed off at you. So, and, and, and then the groom's brother is going to play bass. Oh, we, yeah. The funniest thing, we do uh, Crazy Train. And you do? Surpri- oh, and nice. they, it kills, I bet. Everybody's like, all of a sudden they stop. They're like, this is the best thing. And we kill it. Well, totally kill it. In the beginning, I got to say, I hope you guys don't get mad at me in my wedding band. They played it like a wedding band in the beginning. Yeah, but yeah. then yeah. I'm like, you got to, you know. Yeah. Now they play it. If you're gonna do it, yeah. Really. I, I, whenever I'm playing with a wedding band and, and they look at me, let's do rock. I'm like, okay, no more than two notes per chord. I look at everybody like I'm looking at you, keyboard player. Like I don't want to hear any major sevenths, no ninths, no substitutions, yeah, no substitutions. <laughs> totally yeah, yeah. And, and and no road sound. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Play play back in black with wedding band changes. E D D D A A. The other thing that pisses me off is like when, when you have like cause I've seen wedding bands do this, and if you're one of these wedding bands, this is turned into a wedding bands anonymous know, meeting. In the no, beginning, no. we're to talk about this. This no, this pisses me off. And you know what? At it's first, I was gonna be like, I'm sorry if this is you, but if this is your wedding band, stop it. I hope okay? this is not my band. <laughs> I hate these wedding bands that no matter what song they play, it's a pseudo funk version of the song, like a loungy funk. Like th- that's like I what that's I was like just the, doing. The, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's you know, even like it, like any like ballady kind of song or it's like it's like everything sounds like like bad lounge funk you hear when you're at a European hotel eating breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> What's right? the example? What's the example? No, if okay, like uh, you got to pick a song and I'll show you an example. Like what what's We got to pick like a like a folk song or something or a ball Oh, oh, let's do like Moon Dance, right? Okay. So that's right, this, right? But they'll be like, it's a Well, it's not of the life of the love of the love. I can't even It's just like, you know, and, and, yeah, but th- that's just an example. Like, I've seen bands like do the whole. Gig like that. I'm like, you know what? That's cool for like your entrance music. But mm. if they want to hear a song, play the damn song. 
I, I'm sorry. Well, if anybody's watching Band Geeks, you know I'm a stickler for certain things. <laughs> we, play like, we play it like it is because yeah. I sing it. And, people uh, want to hear it. Yeah. And then that's like, you know what? If people are hiring you to do that, like, oh, I like that kind of like funky sort of sound, that, you know, that loungy like jam sort of thing. band or something. Yeah. But they're not hiring you for your version of it. They're hiring you to play the thing. Like, sometimes. Reason, sometimes, I guess. Is to play uh, Beatles with this guy that played the saxophone. Perfect. That's that's what, perfect. Beatles. So the guy that would play the saxophone, he would always play like the little the little melodies and like let's say like in the in the pre-chorus, so like in the and he would go. That that's the worst. And every time he would put that in, I was like, we're never having a saxophone. We had some great. They're never coming on the show. But I'll tell you, I used to when they would play some sax over the rock stuff sometimes I'd be like well we get our revenge because we used to tune down to E flat so like oh, we'd start like yeah. September they'd be like ah <laughs> <laughs> the whole song in no, the lower key I, I love sax players but we 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 dissed them so much on the show I don't think if I even asked yeah, like, my, my dear friends who are sax players to come on they'd be like you know what go, go fuck yourself like I'm not coming on your stupid show you know because we had this thing this rule that we started early on the show is that like whenever we would do a song that had like a saxophone part, we'd just do it on kazoos, right? <laughs> and we thought it was funny, and we like we were dying. But then like we would read such hateful comments on YouTube, like <laughs> "Stop it, stop it, stop it! Why is that guy playing kazoo? Get rid of him!" I'm like, he's my best friend, and not getting, getting rid of him. You know, it's we like did, we did uh, Billy Joel just the way you are, yeah. And our friend nailed nailed the it. solo. With the on kazoo, yeah, <laughs> nailed it. He, he nailed he, like, it, and practiced. he's like not a musician, and he nailed like one of the most beautiful like pop jazz solos ever. <laughs> he nailed it, and it was like, why is that guy? I was like, no, don't you realize what he just did? He just played like this beautiful solo on a kazoo. That's so cool. I don't know, but what, what it's like people who can play the slide whistle in tune. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I was saying, what I wanted to say, I just remembered. Um, one of the things that gets me all the time, and one of the wedding bands I work with, they do this. They go. Okay, um, we're going to do Shut Up and Dance, right? Which is a D, I think, right? And I'm like, okay. C-sharp. Or C-sharp. I'm like, I'm like, guys, we got to do it in B. I was like, if you want me to sing it, because I'm not Mike Torelli. I'm, I'm not singing Steve Perry. I'm not singing John Bon Jovi. I'm, I'm, I can sing John Bon Lennon. That's about, that's about all I can sing. You know, I can, I can hit John Lennon notes. That's it. So it's like, bring it down. So I go, okay, guys, B. And then it's like the, the everybody's on the dance floor waiting for it. And then one of the guys goes to the band. He goes, eh. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, eh. Just do it in the original key. And you're you're on the spot. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to blow my voice out on, on this tune. So that's like, that's that's one of my experiences. It's just like most most bands are cool at transposition. But if you have the one guy that's like, oh, really? No, no, just do it in the original. And it's like, okay, I can't really do that. Yeah, this. we're good with that. Yeah. I got to say. I usually, thank God, I don't really have any problem with taking the key. One time, this this is funny, they played it at um, a key up mm-hmm. on a, it was a firehouse song. And oh, shit. Nobody really requests that anymore. But yeah. it's already high. And the yeah. guitar player didn't want to tune his, I think, I don't know, Love of a Lifetime maybe yeah. it was. Or it was one of the, and it was up higher. And I was like, had that, I'm like, was going on? And I was flat. <laughs> and I'm like, "What's going on?" And they're looking at me. His capo at least probably. let me know. Yeah, you're gonna play it up and a step up. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't put those songs up. <laughs> well, that you, you could do it. You, you mentioned something with your original uh, project where you said the bass player sends you tunes down an octave, right? Well, no, no, he uh, sings them an octave lower. Right, but 
does he sing them in an octave lower of where he wants you to sing, or does he sing them in his range and you have to just deal with it? Well, he sings them because that is his range, yeah. and then he wants me to sing them in an octave lower. Yeah. Okay, because like whenever. You know, it's one thing writing tunes for your own voice because you could sit there and, and right. finagle the key and right. try to, like, oh, you know what? This is going to work. This is not going to work. Um, but that's one of the things I always tell singers, like, especially when I'm, we're going to record something. I say, okay, I'm starting to record rhythm guitar tracks now. Is this a good key for you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. And then you record the whole arrangement, and then they go, you know, I could really – we could put this down a third. And then it's like, no, because you have to redo the whole thing. Right. So public service announcement, if you're a singer – Please let everybody know what your keys are ahead of time. True. If you're a wedding band, don't do this. If you're a singer, don't do that. I have rules that well, I want people to follow. I got a lot of problems. If you're a sax player, you you're not welcome in this, in, in this basement. No, I want sax players on. I just don't think they would come after the abuse that they've had to endure. I don't think they listen. <laughs> I think you're right. I think I, I think I have too much of a high opinion of myself. Steve yeah. Rocket, please come down. You know what? I think I think we should just do a show where we get it out of our system and do like every sax do tune. A, could do a horn section yeah, show. You know, we should do a number. show where we don't show up and just it's just horn players. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's have it. horn players doing rock songs. No, you know <laughs> what would be the funniest backwards. thing to do here? We should put a big band down here yeah. and just fit everybody down here. Sixteen piece, sixteen piece big band. Trombone like going this. the length of the room. And just throw a mic the in the corner and put the GoPro up and just record the big. I think we're onto something. I think that you know what, Mike? We can come back and front our big band yeah. if we have. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that just makes me laugh. Um, okay, uh, so is there um, is there anything else you want to plug or anything before we uh, we, we we call it a night? Uh, no, I think we've touched on everything pretty much. So where can they find you and find your stuff? Uh, you can. <laughs> it's funny because we. Uh, you can go to Rising Five with Mike Torelli. Okay, is that is that the URL? Yes. Okay, and then you can go to uh, Rising Five Band. dot com. Okay, it goes there. You can go to um, uh, Messiahskiss. dot com. Um, and Holy Mother has just got some a lot of stuff on on YouTube. And uh, are, are you doing any any uh, of the the festival stuff this summer? Nothing is booked. Okay. Because you mentioned Wacken before. I, I no, I've played Wacken. Wacken, sorry. I've played Wacken twice before. It's a great festival. Yeah, it's muddy. <laughs> yes, that's funny you should say that because it was muddy when I was there as well. The I, first two times. I uh, We were opening, well, it, you everybody's opening um, when you yeah. play one of those like open air festivals. Cause like it's like 30 the, bands. Yeah. You know, uh, so, so to say I was opening for Iron Maiden, it's like, yeah, they were um, a mile away on another stage. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still going to count that as a win. Uh, and I wanted to go see them. And I went to like go walk and like it, uh, there was a sea of mud. Wow. Like I, ha- you basically like had to commit to getting mud yeah. up to your chest to go see Iron Maiden. And I had like you know all my nice stage clothes on. I was like, I like Iron Maiden, but not enough to to you know crawl through mud to go see him. You know what it is? It rains a lot in Germany, so. Uh, even you know during the summertime, they still get their precipitation, and it's you know when you're in the farm, they they do them out in the farmland. Yeah, yeah. And you have sixty thousand people stomping always, around. Yeah. They actually get a hundred thousand now. Wow, wow. The, the thing that I always found interesting about those like those metal festivals um, is the no sound check. Oh, <laughs> like they put they there's 
too slappy out there. No, but th- yeah. There's like so I feels though you get. Yeah, but I think mm. I think it was Vakin. It was uh, you had like the A stage and the B stage. It was the same stage with a divider, with like oh, a curtain wow. dividing them. So the band that's playing right before you is playing while you're sound checking. Oh, shit. Right next to them. And you, you, the curtain's down. But the thing is, there's no sound check. Like, you can't right. actually play. But first of all, they're so loud. Like, you, you have just, like, you know, uh, you, you have this going on next to you. You know, the whole time. And you're just going like. <laughs> you know, and, and so there's no sound check. So, you know. Uh, it's funny because the first time I've ever pl- I played Vak and it was, we didn't get a sound check. <clears throat> and I didn't use in-ears then. I don't think anyone did the first time. That was like 98 or something. Wow. So I as soon as I stepped on stage, we had, they had the side fills. It was like a PA on stage. Yeah. Right away, it was like I, the first note, the kick drum. Oh my god! It, knocked, it was like, and we were playing like it was metal stuff. Yeah. Double bass. I could. It knocked like the uh, the ear. I had those buds in my ear. Yeah. You know, the, it like popped out of my ear. It was so loud. My <laughs> hair was standing up. I'm like holy shit! You know, it, it was actually making my heart skip a beat. It was so fucking loud. Uh, yeah. I. Everybody asks me, like, hey, why do you use that, like, digital stuff? Like, why don't you use amps? I'm like, uh, until you've played a German metal festival, (laughs) you won't understand. You know what I mean? Like, when it's – you have to just plug in. Oh, you know what? There was one more thing I wanted to ask you. I just remembered. So um, can you – we have a lot of – this is a musician show. Like, musicians watch this show. Um, So as a singer who I admire very much and I'm very impressed by – what tips can you give to people for to maintenance there? Like, what do you do to keep yourself healthy and be able to sing like this? Um, it's a balance between rest and vocalizing. If you lay off, you don't sing. You kind of you get rusty. Mm-hmm. So you got to try to balance the two. If you can balance the two, that's one. Also, obviously, hydration is really, really, really important. If you're always drinking a lot of water, that's good for your voice. Exercise is good too, you know. It, it kind of gets you, you know, your breath and all that with your diaphragm. But mainly a balance between work and rest, just like anything else. It's a muscle; you carry it everywhere you go. So you got to take care of it. Now, will don't, you will don't you, drink too much? Yeah. Don't smoke too much. Not that I ever smoked, but you know, you could drink, but you don't. You know, you just can't. You can't get drunk it. and scream and right, three right. In the I don't know. I can. <laughs> never went on stage. Drinking or nothing. Will you purposely like stagger gigs and say, okay, I need a, a day off between these um, two, or is it just whatever happens, happens? It it does help. Sometimes uh, if I do like six days in a row, I guess sometimes I get a little tired. If we're doing six like, days in a row, yeah, oh my that's God. A, that's a tough. And then when you're getting up and you're going, gets a little, you know, it gets taxing. Yeah, we did that in in Europe. We had like you know all these crazy wake ups, and and we did like you know five six days in a row, and oh, and you know so the guys and in, in the band are in their seventies, so it was just and and look, I lost my voice on on that run too, right. uh, and I know exactly. You know, it's funny you just said that because I had like in March I had the busiest month of my life. I was working nonstop. I was teaching classes. I was singing, singing stuff I shouldn't be singing, like stuff that you sing. You know? But um, and by April, I had no voice, so I laid off for a whole month. And then in May, I found it's, it was very hard to sing when I was coming back. Right. You know, because I thought like, oh, I'm going to be all rested, and I haven't, I haven't, you know, sung in a whole month. And now I'm like, I have to like, I feel like I, I lost progress. Like I have to work to get back to where I was. It's scary. Also, um. I've heard a lot of singers have problems with uh, acid reflux. Mm-hmm. 
I've had a little issue because I don't have a stomach and I don't have that flap that stops. So I literally sleep. My wife is behind me. <laughs> I have the bed on an incline like this. Really? It's almost like I'm standing. Because wow. Like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and she's number. like, she's a trooper. She's like, I can't sleep. She's like hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> you need one of those sleep number beds that, uh, yeah. you know. My sleep number is 500. <laughs> Oh, you so, have one? No. <laughs> no, what, what happens that? What happens is uh, I end up snoring, so like my wife is invariably in the guest bedroom when oh, I wake no. up. But. Yeah, yeah so I, that's no, another I, thing, because I've heard uh, there was this one gentleman who uh, does, uh, what's it called, We Will Rock You? It's like a big queen yeah. play that oh, the was musical. all over Europe, yeah. the musical. I saw it on a cruise. Was it your, awesome. your buddy? Yeah. It's really good. Mm. Oh, no. Is he Jason, from England? Jason, a singer, a no. vocalist. He's in not, a. Not, I, don't, I don't know any of the vocalists not, from there. Because I was thinking Tony Vincent. No, yeah, he didn't do that. Once a, he actually lost his vo- voice for a while from uh, he had a severe acid reflux. Wow. Was it was it Peter Eldridge? Because he's a friend of mine who did that. I don't know. He's in a, in a band with uh, my bass player again, Wayne Banks. Okay. Uh, there, he's in a uh, show called Classic Rock Show. It's in the UK and it's okay. it's a big production. It's it's awesome. It's really great. And uh, he had to bail out because he his voice, and that's scary. Right. Well, so I'm sleeping on, every night, like as I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I'm sleeping on an incline because it happened to me. It came up. It actually aspirated in my lungs. Hmm. Wow! And I couldn't breathe. I almost choked. Oh my god! And I go to the doctor. So you know, every I'm like traumatized. I go to sleep. I'm like, right. yeah. Uh, so that can definitely uh, play a big. Negative factor. <laughs> I, I heard. I heard something from a guy who Andy played with, um, Mark Martell. He said, "Who is that?" He's I the know. guy who um, who sounds just like Freddie Mercury. Okay, yeah, that's all. Um, very wonderful singer, great guy. And Andy played with his band for for a tour. Um, he said, "Don't cough ever." Hey, that's that's t- also very taxing. Yeah, he's right? like, but "How do you not cough when he you're said, sick?" He said, "Take whatever drugs you have to take to not cough, because the cough will kill your voice yeah. faster than anything." Mm. He's like, "So, like, he says, take double doses of cough syrup and do whatever you have to do <laughs> to not cough. Like, don't cough ever." Is that that's his thing? I want to cough right before. now. Like, yeah, like now, now we're all thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, we're going, <laughs> like sweet leaf right at the beginning of sweet leaf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> So guys, if you were watching this episode, you just got you just got tips from an amazing rock singer. I mean, we we have tips from Amory, but you know, Amory is a is a freak of nature and she's a female. So this is this is more aimed towards our guy singers who want to sing this sort of stuff. So uh, I I just I thought this was amazing having you down here and and uh, if you guys haven't listened to him yet, check out Children of the Sea, our cover with Mike and check out uh, here I go again with the cool um, solo that I might have done correctly. If we go watch, <laughs> look back, we'll, we'll see for sure. But I just want to thank you so much for making the, the trek out here and and sharing your 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 stories and, and your yeah. techniques and all that stuff. Like, thank you so much. I also Mike and Relly, everybody. Thank you very much. I also want to plug one more. Uh, oh yeah, please do. Um, every like once a year we do a, a, a White Snake tribute. It's called Almost White Snake. Nice. And I have a uh, gig at Mulcahy's on July 20th. I think this is going to air after that, but if it doesn't... If you were there, it was yeah. great. If you were there, let us <laughs> we know had a great time comments. at Mulcahy's on July <laughs> You should have hung out, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool place. Yeah, it's a good uh, place. I like that, I like that place. So okay. thanks for watching, Thank Band you. Geek. 
I'm Richie Castellano. We have Andy Ascalise, Vin Innocente, Andy Graziano, and our amazing guest today, Mike Torelli. And, and hanging out back there is Janet, being a trooper all night. She, I think they were expecting us to have a bigger house because she's hiding out on the customary guest area, the stairs, <laughs> which is where everybody hangs out. So sorry about that. <laughs> all right. I'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> I love when Vinny does that. All right, later, guys. <laughs>